Hey guys, welcome to my series of podcast episodes about what? How? Um, My goal with these episodes is going to be to try to explain to you what a certain comprehensible input strategy is and how to implement it in your classrooms. I hope they're helpful for you. Hello, hello, hello. I am back. So today... I'm going to be explaining a strategy to you called the KID grid. And if you are uh, using the Stepping Stones daily lesson framework, this strategy can either be used, depending on kind of how you want to angle it, as a scaffolded oral review strategy or your guided oral input strategy. So I'm going to give you two examples of how I have used this KID grid. You can also make a grid similar to talk about like one word images or individually created characters and things like that. Um, But I'm gonna give an example of a personalized to your class kid grid um, for you to kind of see how I would use it. So if I were using the kid grid as a scaffolded oral review strategy, here's what I imagine my days being like, okay? So day one, I imagine I'm using, you know, let's say I'm doing card talk. Let's say I'm talking about card talk of the things that students like and don't like. So I would create a spreadsheet. You could do this on paper if you want to, but I have so many physical things that I hang around the room that even if I'm in person with my students, I still prefer Google Spreadsheets just because of the ease of use. And going down the first column, you're going to have all your kids' names. And and you don't have to add them ahead of time. Okay, you can add them as you come to them because you're like creating the spreadsheet with your students. And then your second column is going to be titled like, likes and the second or the the next column will be titled doesn't like so you have name likes doesn't like this is just for likes and dislikes of a card talk example you can title your columns whatever you need to personalize it to your students so i've done this with special person interviews and i have examples on my youtube of if you search kid grid on my youtube channel you'll see me doing this in class Um, and so basically we pick like five different questions that we ask during a special person interview that we want to include on this spreadsheet that we think are the most important or interesting questions. Okay, so in this example of card talk, day one, I have the students, you know, draw on their cards something they like and on the other side something they don't like and maybe I only get to talking about three students' cards. You know, a lot of people always ask, well, shoot, what do I do when I can't get to all the kids' cards? Some of the kids feel bad or, you know, I feel bad or I'm doing card doc for 48 days trying to get to everyone's cards. I hope you don't have more than 48 students in one class period. I'm being dramatic for effect. Um, but it feels, you can feel kind of bad if you don't get to their cards or their slides. You know, you could do this for slide talk as well. So let's say day one, we get to three students' cards during guided oral input. So then during our scaffolded review time, scaffolded oral review time, I pull up the kid grid spreadsheet and I, you know, jot down Johnny's name. His was the first card we talked about. So then in the target language, I'm saying like, oh, what did Johnny like? And then the kids are like giving me an answer. I don't care if they answer an L1 or L2, especially in the beginning of the year. You know, if you have upper level kids or kids that you know know these words or should be doing this, you can obviously set that expectation. You know your kids best. And then we fill in the little thing, you know, Johnny likes cats. And what does Johnny not like? Johnny doesn't like pineapple on pizza, whatever. Then I said, okay, what about Lucy? Lucy likes dogs. And what does Lucy not like? Lucy doesn't like cilantro. <laughs> um, that's, that's a, you know, I, I hate cilantro. Oh, don't yell at me. I can't eat it. I feel, I get sick. Anyway. Um, and then, you know, the third kid was, um, Luis and Luis likes video games and doesn't like homework, whatever it is. So now on your kid grid, 
you know, you've got three kids' names so far and three things filled in for the likes and dislikes. So then on day two, you come back and you do a second day of card talk and you get to three more kids' cards. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have 25 kids in my class. I can't do only three kids' cards. I mean, if you really want to and they're loving card talk and they're engaged and you're enjoying it, do it. Get to all the cards during guide oral input and only use Kid Grid as a review strategy for scaffolded oral review. But if you're like most of us where you're like after two, three days of card talk, you're kind of like, okay, let's move on to the next thing. Um, you know, so you add the next three kids to that spreadsheet. So now your spreadsheet for your class has six kids on it. So let's say you're like, I don't want to do more than three days on this. Day three, during your guided oral input, instead of picking up the cards to like personalize and go really in depth with and like hit hard in the whole class and different opinions and you know you kind of like extend card talk by being like oh who else likes cats and who doesn't like cats and oh no look these people like cats and oh how many cats do you have you know you can like do like personalized questions and answered answers within that card talk guided oral input so you're not going to do that on day three if you're using the kid good kid grid strategy as a guided oral input strategy you're going to keep that input about each kid shorter but you're still going to hit every single card so you might um you might collect the cards and you might show them to the class and you might be like oh look that you know look at um look at Kendra Kendra likes hockey and doesn't like math and then you add it to the the spreadsheet and then you just kind of go through and you could personalize a little bit, but obviously we don't want to let our guided oral input get super long. So you could for each kid be like, oh, who else likes math or who else likes hockey or who else, you know, whatever it is. Um, and just have them do raise their hands and whatnot and kind of get through all the kids. So you can add them all to the spreadsheet, but you've used it as your input strategy for the day instead of just doing the review. So one more tip for the kid grid because you know I love extending things, because there's some days where you're just like, mm, don't want to create a new lesson. Maybe you get to day four and you're like, yeah, I didn't really create that thing I thought I was going to for my guided oral input. Oh no, what do I do? Ding, 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 the mysterious person game. So you could again use this as a scaffolded oral review if you wanted to like the day before. You could have used this as, you know, some other type of kind of review or application and assessment. You could have given them a quick quiz with using the spreadsheet and kind of playing with this. Or you could use it as input one day where you kind of go through and you look at the spreadsheet. You're almost like playing Jeopardy, right? So you can go through and you could say like, um, who doesn't like this? And then the kids are like eyes on the spreadsheet. You have it like displayed and they're they have to read the spreadsheet, right? So they're getting that extra input um, of like what you just talked about the last few days with the different cards of likes and dislikes. And then they're like answering, you know, questions or you're maybe describing someone like, oh, this person, you know, likes this and this person doesn't. And then they're like looking through it and they're trying to figure it out and kind of gamifying it. Um, so that's another way you could extend it. You could put questions based off the kid grid into like a game kit or Quizlet Live that they have to answer. Um, so there's a lot of ways you could then extend this information that you have gotten if you want to. Um, but the kid grid is a great strategy to kind of process that input and the information they're learning about their classmates. Um, and it's a really great way to kind of hit... Um, not literally, um, but to get all of the cards or slides in for every student because a lot of times kids are like, 
why did I go ahead and bother doing this if you weren't going to use it anyway? Okay, they don't really sound that bad, but in my head, that's how it sounds to me. And this way, you know, if you use that extra day as your input time, and maybe, you know, you look at that spreadsheet and you kind of find the commonalities between the different students, and that's what you write about during your write and discuss. Instead of, you know, writing about the three kids you talked about, you're like, oh, this many people in the class prefer this, and this many people in the class like this. Oh, this person is the only one that doesn't like this. How strange. Or how interesting, you know? And so you can kind of you can kind of create more community that way too because you're seeing what the kids have in common and what they don't. So that's the kid grid strategy. Again, I would highly recommend if you don't have a lot of wall space or you don't have a lot of paper space, don't want to deal with how to, you know, like store these things, you can have them digitally. And what one thing you could do of digital organization because a lot of people are like, oh my god, I have 400,000 files now. Um, create one spreadsheet for each class. And then on the different tabs on the bottom, maybe you could do a kid grid for each phase. Each cycle and phase. So cycle and phase one, maybe the kids did like a card talk of their favorite places. Right? Um, and so then you have, you know, I have my 7A spreadsheet for the kid grid, and one tab is like cycle one, phase one, and it's all about the different places. Um, or maybe you've done different kinds of activities and you want to just create multiple columns. You could, you could make one spreadsheet for the whole class for the whole year. I don't like having to scroll left and right, so I probably wouldn't do any columns beyond what you can see on the main page. Um, but then you could do, you know, cycle one, phase two, preferences. You could do um, having done a kid grid on, you know, you know, likes or dislikes or favorite this or least favorite that. Um, cycle one, phase three, you know, describing people inside and out. This one, you might want to do a one word image, like a character grid instead of a kid grid, where you like list the different one word images from that class, right? And you talk about like their color and their size and their emotions and what their problem is. Um, or if you did like heroes, you could do like a hero grid. It's a really good way to process the input and kind of repeat it and put it into like a written form and then you have that to utilize it for the future. Shoot, you could use this kid grid if you have like kid grids for all of cycle one for every lesson or a hero grid or a character grid or a past versus present celebrity description grid. Because um, literally you could like in cycle one phase four, I'm envisioning... If you talk about like celebrities or the kids in the class or whoever you're talking about, if you're describing people or places in the past versus the present, you have a column where you're listing the thing you're describing, a column for the past, a column for the present, and you just go ahead and fill it in. So you can literally use this grid strategy for pretty much everything. And then you know what? Whoa, at the end of the cycle, we could go ahead and like have a review day where we play the mysterious everything game and we use all these spreadsheets and all these grids that we've created throughout each phase. So I highly encourage you to give it a try. Um, and again, you can go ahead and look at my YouTube channel. I have character grids on there, probably hero grids and a kid grid for special person interviews if you kind of look and dig through the videos, especially from the 2019-2020 school year before COVID, you know, came and <laughs> and had its fun with us. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stop talking now, but that's the kid grid. I hope you give it a try. Let me know how it goes.